This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Good morning. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Contreras, IT expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Java Chapman is engineering our show this morning and has us all set up on Skype. And we want to hear from you this morning. Got any problems with your uh, tech world? Questions, comments, want to share uh, any awesome stories, things that you've fixed, uh, things that you've tried that you've talked with us about and you want to come back for a a second round uh, or things that are making you think the world is ridiculous. There's plenty of that. What's making your tech world go round? Call us today, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Fellas, uh, good morning. Jeremy, how are things going at the shop? Good morning. Uh, things are well, man. Um, I actually just had my brother come in and put in some new uh, shelves. We kind of redesigned some stuff because, you know, I just sort of moved in and got stuff in a workable fashion and then kept on working. So uh, got a lot of extra storage now and um, looking forward to the uh, the extra space. Also, um, all of the uh, parts uh, for the gaming rig that I've been building have come in. Um it's always a major bummer when the last part that you get is the <laughs> case because you just, I mean, you literally have to wait to put everything together. Um, <clears throat> you can do what's called like an open box bench where you just Ooh. build it right there in the box. But yeah. <laughs> um, he has water cooling apparatuses and such that I didn't want to open bench. But his case is here and I'm ready to build his computer. So I'm excited about that. So this is your personal uh, rig, right? Or is this for somebody? Yeah, this is for a client. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Well, that's cool that you have that that passion for uh, for stuff you're doing for your clients. It's literally my favorite thing to do, man. Okay, very cool, very cool. Wilts, good morning, man. Uh, how are things going? Uh, you're close to another school year, right? So how's that? How, how's that? Uh, how's the build up to that or lack thereof? Yeah, yeah, getting uh, getting ready to see. We still don't 100% know what all is going to be going on. I think uh, it's safe to say there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of online involved, but uh, yeah, we're still kind of just waiting to see where everything shakes down and, and what's going to line up. So, just kind of ready to get that going. Both you know, both with the teaching side of it, and then also you know, with my son going up to Ole Miss, my daughter starting 
her senior year of high school. So it's a little bit of crazy everywhere on that. Oh man. Well, yeah, you've, you've, you're in all the hot zones right there. You're a senior oh, uh, in high school that yeah. might have that all blown to bits. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, a kid in college. And then at the same time, you're, a, yeah, you're, a, you're teaching in, in, uh, in college. And as you've told us before, um, the long distance learning thing is, is what you've been doing. So that's nothing new, but the not knowing what's going to go on in the future and how you're how you're even going to approach the entire thing that's that's interesting well yeah it's the you know you got when you're doing all that you need to have it all set up ahead of time really so that that way come day one of class you know the students can kind of get going with everything it's like well when it's all up in the air it's like okay how do i set this up how you know I, i'm i'm one of those teachers that i like to you know give them a schedule that says hey look every day Every week, this is what your assignment's going to be. So from day one, they know what to expect so that, you know, yeah. I don't know about y'all. I hate those surprises, you know, walking. It's like, oh, by the way, we're going to have a test today. <laughs> right. I like to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it makes it kind of tough when you don't exactly know how to lay it out. But I think we'll have it all. all. As uh, it's it's no secret to anybody, we we say this as many times as we come on the air. This is a weird time we're in. I know uh, it was announced um Two days ago, I believe, um, the news was broken on Twitter that the Jackson Public School District had canceled all of its fall sports. Of course, that includes uh, the really popular, uh, the most popular and successful sport in JPS, which is basketball. And, of course, the thing that drives everything on earth in the South, and that's football. And folks was mad real quick about that. And then... Literally within like two hours, the JPS, the Jackson Public School District, had released a statement that said, you know what, um, somebody in our department had accidentally said to the coaches of all the schools that they was not going to do sports, and that was not what he was supposed to have said, and now he's not knowing for sure whether or not we're going to have sports, but it's not canceled for sure, but maybe later. So if that's, as far as, if that's clear, then yes, exactly. So people were very, yeah, people were very upset and they were like, nah, that's not what really we said. That's not what he's thinking or stuff. So uh, some things to get into today. Uh, Facebook has said that uh, removing viral COVID-19 misinformation, uh, quote, took longer than it should have, which leads into an interesting question that I would love to hear from our audience today. And this is we've done an entire show about this, but it's been several months ago and and the. the situation that we're living in currently has evolved, but uh, you know, what is Facebook deeming as misinformation? Because misinformation can change drastically from one person you talk to to the next. A lot of it depends, unfortunately, uh, in the world that we live in today. A lot of it depends on what your political flavor of choice is. Um, but I mean. Again, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. And, you know, where does Facebook differentiate true fact and information from opinion, which is something that is seemingly impossible for people to do these days with so many people and so many opinions and so many different social media platforms that gives everybody a voice. That's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Um, so that's something we could talk about today. They said re- removing COVID-19 misinformation took longer than it should have. 
Spotify podcast consumption doubles as overall listening recovers, um, which is interesting because, you know, we've read a couple of stories over the last few months that talked about how um, listening really never really dipped in this type of situation for Spotify and podcasters and different things like that. Because as a lot of people sat at home, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to sit at home and you know, consume content and stuff like that. So uh, that's interesting. We can talk about that. Uh, Google reportedly, and I, <laughs> this for me is some of the best news that I've ever read. That's half joking, but half serious at the same time. Uh, my, my fellow Androider, Jeremy, I wonder what he'll think about this. Google is reportedly negotiating with Samsung to push Assistant over Bixby. Oh, now Bixby's having that much trouble, huh? Mm. Well, poor Bixby. So I don't know about you, Jay, but uh-huh. I don't use Bixby. I tried, and I was like, it's all right. I'm, I mean, it's, you know, I, let, me, let me remap that button to something yes. else. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't? Okay, then I can. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bixby... Man, oh man! I guess it's a it's a good idea in uh, planning, but the execution of it was not very good. And I don't know that there is a good way that you can execute an idea like that, where you hit a button and basically something takes over your phone for the next few seconds. Especially when usually when you hit a button, you're needing something to happen right now. Especially if you hit the Bixby button by mistake when you're trying to like volume down. Usually when you're hitting volume down, you need the volume to go down now. You don't need Bixby and it's, you know, ah, music to come out and be like, hey, what's up? It's Bixby. What you need, man? Nothing. I need you to go away. I didn't mean to hit your button. I always just go for the Google Assistant, man. I mean, uh, you know, I I can trigger it from my earbuds. I'm sure I could trigger Bixby, too, but I just, I don't know. I trust the Assistant more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've found some... um, third-party uh, apps, some non-Google uh, Play Store apps that have been pretty neat and how they can uh, uh, remap Bixby to do different things. Uh, so that's that's been uh, not the worst thing in the world, but every now and then, somehow or another, one of those things, one of those settings get reset. I don't know how I do that. I don't think I actually do. I don't know, but maybe it's an update that kind of rolls back a setting that I put on there, but Bixby comes back and you know I'm just trying to hit the the power down button on my screen and here comes Bixby. And I'm like, no, that's, that's actually the reverse of what I wanted, the total opposite of what I was trying to get to anyway. So uh, I've talked about this a little bit in the billboard, right? Aid, right? We're, we're doing a tech show. How has right aid found its way into a, a tech show, right? Aid used facial, facial yes, facial yeah. recognition in secret across hundreds of its stores. Right. Aid, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, goodness. We'll talk about that. Uh, Google. uh, Let's see. Excuse me. AMC and Universal uh, agree to let movies go from theaters to digital rentals much sooner. That's been interesting. We talked a little bit about, um, I guess, maybe the first big release during the pandemic. The first big um, studio backed movie release was the Scooby-Doo, the newest Scooby-Doo movie. And uh, man, oh, man, what timing, right? Right, exactly. And so they they decide to go ahead. They don't really decide. They've got no choice to go ahead and push this Scooby-Doo movie straight to to how do you streaming and video. And uh, but the thing is, it's like 20 bucks a clip because I guess they know 
that families are going to be watching this. And I mean, if you're going to go to the movie theater, you're going to buy five or six tickets for your family or whatever. So, you know, selling one copy to one person who could show it on a computer or, you know, whatever, stream it to their TV in front of, you know, how many other people unchecked. I understand that they're having to protect for that with their investment. But man, 20 bucks, that's a hard look for a Scooby-Doo movie. I got to like Scooby-Doo a whole lot. To pay twenty bucks for a movie, anyway. that's a lot of Scooby snacks. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and TikTok. We've talked about TikTok a lot, and how nobody trusts the TikTok, and uh, they're opening up their algorithm and challenging competitors to do the same. Evidently, TikTok is tired of being told how not toward they are, and so they're going to try to work about it, uh, work to do something about it. All right, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. When we come back, we'll have uh, Terry and Tupelo on the phone, and we will uh, get to work on some of these stories and talk about what's going on in the tech world. With Wilson Jeremy, I'm Jay. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy and Wilts. I am Jay. Thank you so much for being with us on this Wednesday morning. The number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll start on the phones this morning with Terry in Tupelo. Terry, thanks for starting us off. How's it going? Thanks, man. I uh, love the show. And I'm calling in. I'm hopefully going to get better tech, tech advice from Jay than I do sports advice. But... <laughs> That's not hard. You never know. That's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be hard at all. Uh, we're getting a whole different insight I'm, here on the uh, on Jay here. I'm, I'm hoping he's good at something. <laughs> Ask my wife. Not really. <laughs> Sounds now, like this I'm, guy uh, really knows you, Jay. Yep. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a Fitbit Blaze, and it's getting a little long in the tooth, and. So I'm thinking of upgrading, either getting a new Fitbit or an Apple Watch to sync with my iPhone. And do you guys have any positives, negatives, you know, anything that might be helpful? Well, for me, I have an Apple Watch, and I absolutely love it. Um, Actually, our entire family has it, me and my son getting more into biking we actually have it kind of uh you know kind of 
set up with all of that, monitoring everything and the apps that go along with it. And it's just, uh, it's been a really, really positive thing. I definitely throw my, uh, my support behind saying Apple Watch just for the, the versatility of it as well as, quite honestly, the ability. Now, the one kicker is, is that, you know, if, um, if you're prone, like one of my son's friends are, to uh, things breaking on you, the, if you break an Apple Watch, it's a heck of a lot more expensive. But uh, I have kind of found that they seem to be pretty durable. So, so again, I, I'd kind of go with that. Jeremy, your thoughts? Well, I don't have a Fitbit smartwatch, and I'm not a huge fan of Apple Watches. Um, however, most people that use Apple products love their Apple Watches. Uh, my girlfriend included. She's had two of them this year. Um, she thought one of them could fly to the bathroom counter, and it kind of just fell to the floor. Anyway. Hey, not, you mean there's not an app for that? No, it doesn't fly yet. Um, but, yeah. Um I, I like Fitbit because their devices are really solid for fitness-related stuff. So if you're using it for step counting and, like, exercises and stuff like that, I would say probably the Heart Fitbit. monitor, if you yeah. Want the, if you want the good all-around smartwatch, I would go with the Apple Watch because the interface is going to be designed for more than just those things. Um, I have a Galaxy Watch, and I use it for, like, step counting and literally just telling me what day it is, what time it is, and what's going on on my schedule. And also, I like the fact that I can receive text messages when it comes in on it. So I'm kind of in the middle there myself. Yeah, I'm leaning toward a Fitbit just because I'm used to the interface, and uh, the price is much more attractive oh, than yeah. an Apple Watch. <laughs> Well, one of the best things that you got on your side whenever you're trying new tech is you can always take it back if you don't like it or if it's not meeting your needs. So just figure out what the return policy is on something like that. That way you don't have to fully commit. And you you do have a little bit of peace of mind. If you don't like it, you can always try something else. You know, I don't know why, guys, but when I try to return stuff with my mask on, people just don't want to give me my money back. I don't know. Well, they... They have they to look at your eyes, to want to, all right? I'm, they tend to want to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mask are you wearing? Uh, don't answer that. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Love the show. Terry, we appreciate right. it. Thanks for the call this morning and starting right. us Bye. off. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Before we head to our next caller, Jeremy, give me, give me a little bit about um, the the Android side of of smartwatches and and uh, I think you said you had a Galaxy Watch, right? That's something that I've you know I've I've been um, you know whether I wanted to or not, really kind of up to date on the 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 Galaxy the Samsung Galaxy phone tech. I've I've been you know, very close to the cutting edge there, but the the watches, for some reason, it's just something I've never waded into yet. It's always intriguing to me, but I've never done it. So, what what are some of the advantages of of an Android watch if you are, you know, like a like a Samsung Galaxy owner? Well, I do like you know that I don't have to pull my phone out of my pocket. That's that's a big deal, especially now. Um, I can be very selective about the notifications that I do want to receive on it. Hmm. So it doesn't bother me too much. I do like the fact that I can go, do I have an appointment today and look at it. Having said that, most of the time I keep my smartwatch in power saving mode because this thing just chews through battery life. If I don't uh-huh. put it in power saving mode, I might get a day and a half to two days out of it. It literally depends on how much I walk. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> it's your job to track that, but walk a lot, runs your battery down faster. Yeah. So uh, I will say that Apple watches have amazing battery life. Like uh, it, there is no contest when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But as far as integrating it into my day to day life, I do like it. I do like that. It'll just kind of be over here. Mine. I don't I, I've got to set to vibrate and all that because I don't want it to be too annoying. But I do want it to remind me of things like appointments I have coming up and whatnot. And being able to access those little features is especially helpful when I'm out in the hustle and bustle or even if I'm driving and it's like reminding me, hey, you need to pay this bill or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I'm right over here on this side of town. I can do that right now. So it, uh, yeah. I have found it very helpful. The one issue is um, keeping it charged. Which, if I keep an eye on the battery life, it, it's usually pretty good about that. Plus, nowadays, it'll tell me, hey, I'm about to die. Put me in power saving mode so I don't, um, if it's not already in it. So, I, I do enjoy those features of it. It's just keeping it charged has been a little bit more upkeep than I've noticed anybody having with, to do with their Apple Watch. Interesting. Uh, I know, you know, especially if you're a, a couple, let's say, and one is an Android user like I am and one is uh, Captain Mac, like my wife, uh, you know, she's she's got the the MacBook and the watch and the phone and she can get the text message and have text conversations everywhere at any time using anything. And I kind of get jealous about that, even though messages uh, Google Messages has finally, and this is not the newest thing, it's within the last year, but Google Messages has finally given Android users the ability to text from, you know, like a PC or something like that, which is really, really cool and way overdue. All right, let's go back to the phone. I, go ahead. I will say that I would not text from this watch. I can talk to it and, like, tell it to send the text, and I can tell it what I want it to say, but as far as, like, correcting an error on it goes, it's like, no, I'll just pull out my phone. This is way easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that would be the biggest thing for me. And it's probably why I haven't gotten further into it than I already have is that, you know, a watch is I've only ever used a watch to tell time. And, uh, you know, since cell phones had clocks on them, I haven't really worn watches that much. So, you know, it's just I don't know. I have to work it back into my uh, my routine, I suppose, so to speak. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Ann and Jackson up next. Ann, thanks for calling. Good morning. I have a question, and I'm sure you've answered this before, but I I wasn't able to find it in the um, the podcast that can be downloaded. So I you said all of them. Oh my gosh, that must I didn't have taken go through all while. of them. No, I didn't go through all of them. Truth be told, <laughs> but I went through like the past six months to a year because I didn't know whether COVID nineteen would have had an impact on this, which I sort of doubt. But I also didn't, um, it, you know, things change. So and this is about wow, okay. this is about um, recycling and or disposing of old electronic equipment. Everything from PCs uh, to Macs, monitors, CPUs, peripherals, keyboards, um, anything along those lines. Printers. So um, with the coronavirus, yeah, and and just. Uh, uh, the show in general, we haven't done a show about recycling in a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to these things, most companies are not accepting those types of things right now to be brought in. So that is a really good question. And we're going to have to dig on that one a little bit, I think. Wilts, do you have anything different? Do we have any listeners that know anything different? 
Well, you know, we've had uh, MDEQ on with us uh, a couple of times talking about that with the recycling. But, you know, I haven't really thought about it. Now, I know, uh, I want to say like a month or two ago, they still had the MDEQ, um, basically the tech recycle event that happened in Jackson down there where people were bringing in all of their assorted stuff um, and they were accepting that so that actually still went on so I'm presuming there is still some recycling going on um, but I'm, I'm kind of like you I think I, I may go ahead and reach out to our MDEQ contact over there and see if she has some some better insight for us and what's the Q for in MDQ I'm, I'm guessing Mississippi, oh, uh, Department, Mississippi of... Department of Environmental Quality okay environmental quality oh MDEQ okay gotcha yes ma'am um, okay. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Jennifer's been on with us a few times, so I'll go ahead and I'll actually start that right now. I'll start an email on over to her and see uh, see what kind of events may be going on. So um, we should, by next by our next show, we'll have a little bit more information to follow up with on that. That's, that's a, an excellent question. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And we appreciate the call this All morning. Right. All right. Bye-bye. 1-877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877-672-7464. Again, that's 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. I'm looking at one story from back in March. Now, that's a little ways back now, but um, it's talking about how um, a lot of uh, bigger cities and even electronic chains like Best Buy had suspended uh, their electronic recycling uh, programs, at least for a little while. Now, that's a few months old story. So, yeah, that'd be awesome uh, if we can get that information. And we'll, uh, we'll work to have that for the show next week. How about that? one mpb ring is the number, one 672 Great question there and uh, something to think about. All right, when we come back, we'll dig into some of these stories that we haven't got into, including Rite Aid using facial recognition in their stores. I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted, Right Aid. I thought I knew you. That, I and, mu- <laughs> that and much more when we come back. <laughs> this is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio Podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening on this Wednesday morning with Jeremy and Wiltz. I am Jay. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. 
That's 877-672-7464. Got to go back to the phones in just a moment, but uh, first, the story about Rite Aid that we've been talking about. Drugstore chain Rite Aid secretly deployed facial recognition software across a network of security cameras in hundreds of locations in the U.S., according to a new investigation from Reuters. Uh, published Tuesday, the company had been doing uh, had been doing so for more than eight years, and it only recently stopped using the technology. It told Reuters following a quote larger industry conversation around facial recognition and the grave concern over privacy risks and uh, racial discrimination it presents. Uh, yet Reuters says Rite Aid initially defended its use of facial recognition as a deterrent against theft and violent crime, having nothing to do with race. The investigation found that not to be entirely true, quote, in areas where people of color, including black or Latino residents, made up the largest racial or ethnic group. Reuters found that stores were more than three times as likely to have the technology. Uh, after presenting its findings to the company, Reuters said Rite Aid issued a new statement and said it had turned off its cameras. Quote, this decision was in part based on a larger industry conversation. Other large technology companies seem to be scaling back or rethinking their efforts around facial te- uh, recognition, given increasing uncertainty around the technology's utility. Concerns over the unregulated use of facial recognition in the U.S., both by law enforcement and private companies, has been steadily growing over the last few years, fueled by studies that show the tech in its current form to be inherently flawed and more likely to misclassify the gender and identity of black individuals. Numerous companies have now publicly renounced the tech in one form or another. IBM says it will no longer invest or develop the tech at all, while both Amazon and Microsoft say they are pausing facial recognition contracts with law enforcement until Congress passes laws regulating its sale and use. A number of municipal governments like Oakland, California's have also begun banning police use of the tech. Very interesting. Um, I, I can see why a large chain or, or, you know, somebody that's trying to invest or protect their investment would want to use it. But then again, if you can't use it right, then we have what we have right here. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Up next is John, who is in South Haven. John, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, this may be too strange to work out on the air, but uh, a week or so ago, my wife was trying to look at uh, the UVerse account that we have and see what was available, how much it cost, all that. And when she tried to log in, it said the password was wrong. And if you forgot password, click here. So she did. They sent her a code. She changed the password to get into the AT&T site and got in. But now our email won't show up in our Windows 10 mail app. And the Windows 10 keeps telling her that uh, the password is wrong or she has to give permission to the uh, AT&T mail. We have bellsouth.net mail. And we can't even figure out how to give permission to the email to show up in Windows 10. Is that too strange to work out? Not exactly. So what you're up against is the fact that Yahoo is uh, – a tough platform that everyone has shoved their unwanted email off on, including uh, bellsouth.net. Um, so what you have to do is verify 
with Yahoo that you uh, can access that account. There should be, um, under the account settings, there should be some way to get back in the account, and it's going to actually send you to Yahoo's page to log into the email. Okay, we can do that. We can get to the email on the Yahoo page. It sounds like if you're using a third-party client to check your email, that when you changed, uh, when you were prompted to change your password on the website, then you need to upload, you need to uh, update your password in that email client. Yeah, and we don't know how to do that. Is there a? I, I've gone into the uh, Windows uh, uh, and gotten a code from the Windows 10 uh, when it says fix your email. And I get a code, and it says change your password. I change the password, and it still won't let me into the Windows 10 mail site. And it's kind the, of like, the issue here is on Yahoo's end. You have to verify with Yahoo, and it should send you through some link. The best way to go about getting that would be to remove the account from your app and add it again and put in all the information, and then it should pop up and an additional window that will send you to Yahoo to actually log into your account again to get the security key to exchange it with the app to allow it access to your email. Okay, we'll give that a shot. I appreciate your help. Clear as mud. (laughs) (laughs) My my grandson can understand what you're saying. (laughs) Well, I'm glad for him. Uh, John, we appreciate it in South Haven. Thanks for calling. I fix this kind of stuff all the time for people, and it's because their email account is older and it hasn't been updated to the newest security standards. And Windows 10 wants to act more like an app than it does applications. Like, well, isn't app short for application? Technically, yes, but uh, Windows 10 kind of got in on the app game late, and so you notice you've got the Windows Store and you've got different, like, they, they consider them, quote, apps now. Well, when you have that app connection, uh, that program should have a way to go and connect to your email service to verify that uh, you actually have access to it. The same thing happens when you add an account on your phone. It was just designed to work with this technology, and their email account was not. So it kind of had to be grandfathered into this new way of doing stuff. So they just have to update this, hopefully only one time, and then it shouldn't give them issues until the next time email security changes. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones. We have uh, up next, David Immobile. David, thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, wasn't uh, Rite Aid taken over by Walgreens? I'm not sure about that. I don't. I, I haven't heard about that, but... Well, it's in my area. I mean, all the drugstores that used to be Rite Aid are now Walgreens. I'll have to look that up. I did not know that. I do think yeah. they have merged about that. Okay, yeah. well, what, whatever they did is now, now says Walgreens instead of Rite Aid on the drugstore. All right, yeah. I appreciate the call, David. All right, well, bye-bye. See you later. Yeah, how about that? Rite Aid says all 1,932 of their stores were transferred to Walgreens. <laughs> 1,932 Rite Aids. They're doing something right. They figured out some sort of form. Well, you know, 
Friday just set up shop across the street from them. They were like, all right, well, if you don't go there, you can come here. I mean, that's the way it is in Hattiesburg. <laughs> right. Nobody goes to Friday. Yeah, and I was, I was talking to Java during one of our commercial breaks about how in, in a lot of towns, I mean, there's you could have, at least the way it used to be, evidently some of these are merged now, but in one um, intersection, you could have a, a Walgreens, a CVS, and a Rite Aid's, uh, like flanking three sides of the intersection at one time and then a gas station on the other side. So anyway, all right, here yeah, we go. So yeah, you had to put a gas station on in there with the subway. You <laughs> put a subway in the gas station. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, guys, Universal's deal with AMC shortens theatrical exclusivity to 17 days. In a pact that's likely to change the film industry, Universal and AMC have agreed to allow the studio's movies to make their way to premium video on-demand platforms after only 17 days of play at theaters. The agreement is a significant change from the status quo. Traditionally, studios have shown their films at cinemas for about three months before making them available for home viewing. The new deal covers Universal Films as well as features from its specialty label, Focus Features. After a theatrical run of at least three weekends, the studio will have the option of releasing its films on premium video-on-demand platforms, including AMC's Theaters On Demand service. AMC and Universal did not disclose the financial terms of the deal, but as The Hollywood Reporter points out, it appears they will share uh, PVOD revenue. Uh, that point is what seems to have tipped the scales for the country's largest theater chain. Uh, AMC enthusiastically embraces this new industry model, both because we are participating in the entirety of the economics of the new structure and because premium video on demand creates the added potential for increased movie studio profitability, which should in turn lead to the green lighting of more theatrical movies. That's according to AMC CEO Adam Aaron. It sounds like they're they are betting on getting more uh, big name theatrical releases to video sooner will in turn encourage more people to go to the movies. Um, that's it sounds like that's kind of what they're they're banking on right there. The more movies you watch, the more you'll want to go to the movies. Does that sound good? I don't I don't. I don't know. I, I, I only catch a, the occasional movie. There aren't there aren't too many good ones out there anymore. But it's like, oh well, if I can see it in seventeen days, I mean, I'll just I'll just wait. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's almost yeah, like I mean, the, the. I can. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, all of us have you know fifty dollar popcorn at the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, that's, that's my whole thing. With you know, we're just not really heavy moviegoers, just because. You just got about you know mortgage your house if you want to take a family of four out there. Right, or you got to go to the uh, you got to go out to eat right before you go in there. Maybe their better way of inspiring more people to go to the movies would be oh I don't know maybe right sizing their pricing a little bit to where it didn't become such a endeavor to have to go and then you know hey I'd I'd love to go hit the movie theater every now and then but jeez. They are trying to uh, make the experience better, I, I suppose. The, the theaters are becoming nicer and nicer, and now we've got, uh, you, you, of course, you had the, the IMAX technology come into effect, and now we have the, uh, the theater seating, right? And so now we've got these recliner chairs that you can sit in no, and watch the movies. That. Let me tell you, the first time, my first encounter with these, right? So old Jay has gone to the movies all his life and just bought some tickets and went in and found a seat to sit in. Well, Jay 
uh, went with his wife and some kids, and they bought a bunch of tickets to this one theater, and he went in there and just grabbed, oh, look, all these are recliners. I'm just going to grab some that are open. Nope, not how it works. The seating is actually assigned, like at a stadium or an arena or something like that. So I was all set up, ready to watch some sort of movie. I don't know what it was, the Sonic movie or Pokemon or something like that. And here comes some folk. Hey, you're sitting in my, my chair. No, I'm not. This is my chair. I got the ticket right here. It says I'm in row three, seat two. I'm like, oh, so it's like that. Okay, then. Let me try to find my ticket stub that I threw somewhere and see what seat is actually mine. So, yeah, if I haven't experienced that yet. Don't so just, not finders keepers? Don't right. just go grab a seat because that's not how it works anymore. Boy, and I'm the old man on the lawn, aren't I? One hey, I'm just hoping that maybe drive-ins will come back. <laughs> Hey, there's been a big push for that. Now that now I'm that we have the situation it. that we have, I can't believe that's not a thing now, actually. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were on vacation up there around Chattanooga, it was kind of disappointing. We, we ended up a day out, but they had a, a drive-in theater in the area, and one of the movies they were showing was The Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that oh, would have wow. been totally worth the trip. But no, they were only running on Fridays and Saturdays, and we we got there on a Sunday, so we were kind of out. But oh, yeah, I'd love to see those make a comeback. I mean, I'm sure is the uh, is the old drive-in still standing down there in Hattiesburg, Jeremy? Uh, sadly, no. Oh um, man, I, I did get to enjoy that a couple of times before it um, shut down. But after Katrina, it kind of just got wiped out. Mm. That's a shame. That's uh, I think uh, I think I'm hearing a, a business idea. Y'all think we can get Java in on this? Right. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, everything that's old is becomes new again, right? That's how the that's how the trends work. So I mean, it's only a matter exactly. of time. All right, one eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Give us a call if you've got any questions about any tech that uh, you have that's going on, whether it uh, be working or just got a question. Uh, about something that you're thinking about going to get, like we had with uh, the Apple Watch or the Fitbit earlier. Or if you've uh, called us in weeks past and got some advice and was trying to work on that, whether it worked or not, give us a call and give us an update on what's been going on with what you're trying to do. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We will be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening. I'm Jay here with Jeremy and Wiltz. We would love to hear from you. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Sometimes you say this, the number so many times you just kind of space through it and then you get it wrong. Or you give out your home number like I've done before. Or your cell number. 
or a radio station you worked at 15 years ago. I've done all those things. It's good times. 877-MPB-RING. <laughs> there you go. 8675309. Call Jenny. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Spotify is experimenting with shareable podcast quotes for social media. Um. The Michelle Obama podcast's first episode is now live on Spotify, and it's debuted alongside an experimental feature that makes it much easier to share tidbits from the show on social media. Spotify started testing a quote-sharing feature for mobile, giving you an easy way to start discussions about ideas or sentiments that resonate with you, uh, with friends or followers. Well, when you hit play on the podcast on a mobile device, the show's page will display a carousel of available quotes. No, de- no need to type them up for yourself anymore. All I need to do is tap on any of the cards to expand its sharing options. At the moment, those include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and WhatsApp. And uh, since it's just an experimental feature, though, it's currently available to what Spotify calls select users in the U.S. In addition, it's unclear if the quote sharing feature will be available for other podcasts during the testing period. Uh, the company has issued its standard statement when it comes to test features with its announcement. At Spotify, they say we routinely conduct a number of tests in an effort to improve our user experience. Some of those tests end up paving the path for our broader user experience. Oh, that's very well done. And others serve only as an important learning. Well, that's an excellently crafted explanation of nothing. Spotify rolled out a few other experimental features over the past months. In January, it's starting uh, testing a feature that lets influencers share stories alongside their public playlists, followed by a real-time lyrics experiment through its partnership with Music M-U-S-I-X, Match in February. It also tested video podcasts in May before officially launching them in June. Well, Spotify has gone all in on podcasting, uh, and man, the how their decision uh, or their work to get in with Facebook uh, on their ground floor almost—I uh, mean, that is it is invaluable. Spotify's connection with Facebook and their their immediate access to all of those users. It's been incredible for them. This is pretty cool. Um, I, I'm looking forward to something else to uh, cl- click on or tap on uh, when scrolling through social media. You might just actually stumble upon something pretty cool. Um, I look forward to seeing this feature you know, roll out, and then other people will copycat it. So you'll uh, soon enough we'll be able to do it, you guys. So just look forward to your uh, social media feeds. Soon we'll be able to <laughs> patch these in there ourselves. I'm sure. Absolutely. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Sally is up next, and past Christian. Sally, good morning. Good morning. I just have a question. I, I moved recently to Pass Christian and brought with me a hotspot. I'd never used one until I could find a provider. And my hotspot worked fine for a couple of weeks, but one day Windows Edge appeared on my screen while I was on the Internet, and I've never been able to get the hotspot to work again. Hmm. All righty. Well, um, that sounds like you might need to uh, reset the hotspot. Um, uh, you would probably, you need to make sure that it's actually connected to the hotspot. If you look in the uh, yes. bottom yes. corner. Uh, it's your, firmly uh, connected. It identifies it. Yes, it does. But it continues to okay. tell me that I'm not connected to the internet. I use Firefox as my browser. 
Okay. So, um, do you have, this is a laptop, right? It, it is. Okay. Um, can you take it to someone else's house and connect it to their network and use it? Do you take it to work with you? Can you verify it works on other networks? Yes, I have done that. I took it to the library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So um, it sounds like you need to start pointing the finger at the hotspot then. Um, the hotspot either needs to be reset or replaced. All right. All right. I'll look into that. Thank you so much. Sally, we appreciate it and uh, enjoy your time and pass Chris Chan. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Hey, Jeremy, let me jump in here real quick. I really like that answer. Your hotspot needs to be either reset or replaced. So in your business, how often do you just use that word? Like, I mean, you should just get rid of it. Just replace it. Because <laughs> people try may try to hold on to their tech a little bit too long. You know what I mean? Well, uh, usually it'll it'll kill itself because of their current demands. Either they're trying to do too much with it, or in her case, maybe it's just old and it just died. Um, but the reset is always a good thing to try because you know it's it's kind of like restarting your computer. It just kind of you know gives it a fresh start and everything. But um, replacing it, it with technology moving as fast as it does, and we've we've got some pretty fast evolving technology these days. Replacing it is never a terrible idea because you're going to get some significant upgrade in speed or quality or both. Um, it's always a good idea. But I do like to try to save people money and do the cost-effective thing for my clients. So if we can get away with a reset and we can make it last a little longer, we'll do that too. Is there a typical oh, – exactly. You know, people um, forget that part too when it comes to even like your home – we've said this on the show before, home wireless routers and all these other kind of things – just over time, you got to remember these these things. They get hot. They just they wear out. I mean, technology does wear out. It's just going to eventually. Uh, you know, it's amazing what a what a like you said what a reboot can do. But at the same time, yeah, sometimes unfortunately the answer is you just got to go out and get another one. And and luckily things have gotten a lot cheaper nowadays. You can probably pretty much get into another one at a fairly decent price. All right, guys, uh, wrapping it up today, uh, TikTok wants to be transparent, allegedly. The company has announced (laughs) that it's taking new measures to give outsiders access to the algorithms it uses to sort and share users' videos, and it will be letting experts, quote, observe our moderation policies in real time. In a blog post published, I'm, I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting cynical feedback from both of you already. In a blog post published Wednesday, TikTok CEO Kevin Mayer said the changes put it, quote, a step ahead of the industry and challenged challenged rivals to follow suit. Quote, we believe our entire industry should be held to an exceptionally high standard. That's why we believe all companies should disclose their algorithms, moderation policies and data flows to regulators. We will not wait for regulation to come, but instead TikTok has taken the first step by launching a transparency and accountability center. That's in, that's in caps. That's a uh, proper noun for moderation and data practices. The timing of the news is significant. Facebook, Google, Google, Apple, and Amazon face the House Judiciary's antitrust panel today. So that uh, that is interesting, and we could go into more. Uh, of that as that story unfolds in the coming weeks. TikTok on the up and up. How about that? You believe that? You don't have to answer that. We thank you for listening today, and we will be back 
next Wednesday at 10 for Everyday Tech, and we invite you to stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart right here on MPB Think Radio.